And we are back again with episode nine of We Are That Podcast. I am here with my wonderful sisters. It's your favorite girl, West Indian Shorty. My name is Carly, and I'm here with Ugo and Chris. Ladies, go ahead, say hello. Hi. Oh. Hi, guys. Okay. Hi. Okay. I was like, um... very confused. I'm actually going to leave that pregnant pause in there because it was actually funny. So. <laughs> but um, no, we are gathered here today to talk about sisterhood. And, you know, can I just shout us out real quick? Because the timing of this episode and it being um, Women's History Month, it's, it's so perfect. And I want to kind of highlight us and give us a little shout out because we've been doing great this entire season from the beginning to the end. Somehow, some way, each episode has been man has been able to kind of, um, uh, you know, coincide with the other. And we've been able to reference, you know, a previous episode and our newest episode. So I love that for us. So we're still sticking to the theme. It's March. March is Women's History Month. So we're going to be talking about sisterhood today. And um, with that being said, let's talk about where that even originated from. Have y'all even heard of Women's History Month? And you can be honest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah? Yeah. What about you, Chris? Niggas ain't heard of Women's History Month? Okay, just making sure. I'm so, I was like, oh, is this a question? Or? <laughs> just making sure. But for those that haven't, because you know, white history loves to only tell what they want us to know. Women's History Month was designated in the month of March in 1987. So it's been going on for quite some time. And with that being said, just highlighting women's history and, and just how great women are in every which facet we possibly can be, you know, out of curiosity, are there any women that come to mind um, um, right now? Like what three women come to mind, whether they're, whether they're a relative or a non-relative, I'm not expecting the general mother answer because I know we all love our mothers. I know we all appreciate and 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 are very aware of how strong they are, but are there any other uh relatives or non-relatives that have been a bit of an exemplary model for the type of woman that you'd like to be? This is an interesting question. Um cuz whenever I think of role models, people I look up to, all that kind of stuff, I really try not to model myself or look up to any of these celebrities or political figures or anything like that. Them niggas fuck up. I mean, everyone fucks up, but I mean, them niggas fuck up. I don't know them. I don't know what they do behind the scenes. Everybody's like, human at the end of the day. Yeah, like, I'm, I don't know. I just don't have, like, that connection to them to be able to call them, like, people I look up to. There are people who I definitely like admire and respect as, you know, trailblazers for women and everything. But so can we word the like, question like that then? Because maybe the way I worded it initially was a little bit too heavy. Can we word it like the way that you put it? Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, but I mean, you can answer it how you want to. Like if you if you do truly feel it, I don't want to like dismiss how you feel or anything. But um, people who I like respect, um, I mean, people like the girl who um, 
did the poem at the inauguration. I believe her name is Amanda Gorman. I like, you know, all of her messages and her come up and everything. Um, people like um, any black woman who's made any tra um, any trailblazing moments in the world of media, because I know that media is so whitewashed and everything. So anybody in that realm, um, you know, I it's hard because like just the way that the word the question was written like i just didn't frame my mind that way but pretty much any black woman who has made her name in their respected industry i have to like give my respects to every time that's exactly what i would say because i'm i mean honestly i know it's the cliche but when i if not my mom then who like i don't get it but that's like, how i feel um Career-wise, definitely, like, even my new manager now, I'm not saying I look up to her, but, like, you know, I respect the, the things that she's done, and I admire to hopefully one, be in a, um, one day be in a position similar to that, you know? So that's, like, literally, like Chris said, any Black woman who's made, like, any stride in, like, that industry, because I know it's so difficult to get into, you know? But... Wow, wait. So um, you're... Do I call them your supervisor? Is that the right term or manager? They're a black woman. Mm -hmm. She's Nigerian. She's not. Can that's we beautiful. tie this? Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> just what I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, how just so happened, like all of our episodes coincided to one another. We just touched on an episode previously where we were talking about um, um, higher ups in the workplace, representation, having black women in these higher positions being able to mold us in either to take on their position or just be able to give us game, put us on game. So the fact that you've, well, we won't touch on it too much because that's for later, but <laughs> the fact that you've, the fact that you're experiencing this now, I'm very happy to hear that. Um, I was going to say something weird and I know it's fucking weird. Like I know it is, but like, I've always wanted to like, I fucking love Cecilia Lee Tyson. I was very, very heartbroken to hear that she passed. And God rest her soul, of course. But um, from her artistry, from her movies, from her films, from watching how she enacts her scenes, like, I just always knew that she was, she was, I can always tell even from her interviews that she was just someone worth having a conversation with. So, like, she's somebody on my list. Um, another person I would also want to say is Debbie Allen. Um, she is... She actually, it wasn't until I became an adult that I became more familiar with just how many different avenues of artistry that she's been in um, alongside of her sister, Felicia Rashad, sorry. Um, but then, I mean, I don't want to give an, an obvious answer. You know, my mom, of course, like that's never going to go away. My mom's endured a lot and she's um, still grown to be such a profound woman but those those were people on my list <laughs> and I just felt like it was weird because like yeah I was fucking young as hell watching Cicely Tyson movies thinking like yo I wonder what it would be like to have a conversation with her and just sit down and just pick her brain and ask her questions <laughs> I mean if it was anything about Cicely she was always gonna keep a job you know what I mean any time about from it 
she was in her 20s to, you know, right when she was in her 90s. Sis always had a job. Sis always did well at her job. So, like, you have to respect how she's remained relevant and remained seen in media for damn near, like, six, seven decades or something like that. But back to the mom comment, like, I just want to make it known that we don't just look up to our moms as mothers to us. We look up to them as just women. Like, they're exempt, like, they exemplify what it means to be, like, a good woman you know like um she taught me like feminism obviously she taught me how to be strong she taught me that uh, um, being assertive isn't a bad thing she taught me how to be brave and how to stand up for myself she taught me um how to conquer different feelings of emotion so like these aren't just like traits that she did as my mom these are just traits that she passed down to me from woman to woman. So like when we talk about, you know, our moms or our role models and everything like that, they don't have to just be your role model just because they're your mom. Like they literally could just be like a good example of what you believe the best type of woman is. So I don't want to diminish the role that our moms play because they really are great women. I've met both of your moms. So it's great. It's funny that you say that because I feel as though Maybe this is just textbook, but I didn't truly appreciate all the knowledge that my mom was trying to spill onto me and just invest in me until adulthood. Back then, it was just very, very, very effing annoying. And at times, I thought that I even knew better than her. And at times, I kind of found myself thinking, like, why do you feel the need to emphasize this so much with me? Like, don't you trust me enough to have common sense? But back then, when you're that age, you think you know so much. And it wasn't until that I became an adult that I became a lot more appreciative of what she had to offer and what she was looking to share and what she had been taking the time to share with me throughout my entire childhood. So yeah, we're not downplaying them at all whatsoever. Absolutely not. <clears throat> Um, But aside from our mom, let's kind of segue into a different family member. Um, What was your relationship like with your sister? Or if you, you know, if you didn't happen to have a sister, uh, if you had a sister friend growing up, you know, someone that you met in either grade school, kindergarten, whatever, and, you know, you guys just became close and stuck it out through and through for several years. What was that like? Because that, in in a way, was your kind of um, introduction to what sisterhood could be or is. Well, I didn't grow up with sisters in the house. Um, I grew up as an only child. So I had my two older cousins. And then I had, like like you said, sister friends. The ones that you knew when you were like a little kid and everything. And both of them are still my friends to this day. So shout out to you, Chloe. Shout out to you, Ashante. So, hey guys. Um, but I mean, they taught me that, like, like that feeling of they're going to be there for you no matter what type shit. Like they'll see you in your bad times. They'll see you and they'll acknowledge your wrongdoings, but they won't chastise you. You feel like they just won't do you wrong. You guys share like a similar moral code and all that kind of stuff. Even though you guys are little, like you guys know how to react with each other. So I didn't necessarily feel like I had to be like blood sisters with these people to call them my sisters, even though two of them are my family member already. Um, I don't know. Like, I definitely did understand what sisterhood meant from a younger age, but I do feel like 
it's matured over the years, which I'm sure that we'll talk about like later on in the episode, but like, I don't know. It was a little juvenile, but I mean, I knew still that like those were my people. So it was really touching for me to be able to experience that since I didn't have it readily in my house other than my mom. And like, yes, I could call my mom my sis, but like my mom will definitely be like, I ain't one of your little friends or something like that. So I can't get that. that. We're going to talk about that later because I think that's also a very interesting topic to touch on, especially as it's growing a little bit more prevalent that people are having kids at a younger age. So we're going to touch on that later. Don't you worry. But Ugo, what are your thoughts? Um, I think it's pretty similar to Kristen's. Um, I don't have any sisters and the friendships that I've made, um, with women or girls, obviously, whatever the friendships that I've made definitely, I guess, open the door to what I believe sisterhood is to be now. Um, but I, I really don't have much depth on this because I don't have any sisters, (laughs) See, the interesting part of this, which kind of segues into my point, is that I do have a sister and I actually have three of them, two of which I, one of which I've met, one of which I've never met, and one that I've actually grown up with and and lived with and had a childhood with and everything. And throughout that entire experience, I'm not going to hold you. I can count on more times than others where I felt like she wasn't a sister. I experience sisterhood in my friends more than I experience in my actual blood sister. So it's 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 just interesting that you say that because um sisterhood could be experienced beyond fam beyond familial ties. And um I mean this is probably something that we'll segue into later. It wasn't until adulthood that my sister and I grew up and strengthened our relationship. And it was beyond it was beyond that petty sister fight like I know that happens when you're kids, right? You guys bicker back and forth. Y'all tease each other. Ah, 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 ah. But my sister and I, we were, we our, our relationship was different in a way that it um, shouldn't have been. So yeah, no, even though I had a blood sister and I grew up with her and all that good stuff, like I didn't think that she was much of a sister at that time. So um, so my next question was going to be, how is it currently? Like how are your current relationships with your sister friends or sisters? I mean, I don't, I, 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 I don't know. Hearing your answers to these questions, I almost kind of feel like maybe calling them a sister friend might be rude because I don't want to downplay or invalidate the connections that you have with, with these girls. But how is it currently with them? So like with my cousins, um, we've always been like close, but in terms of like seeing each other every day, talking every day, all that kind of stuff. Um, I have an eight year difference with one of them and then like a three year difference with the other ones that we were just in all like different places of our lives. So like up until maybe like two or three years ago, we didn't like talk like all the time, but so, you know, stuff happened in the family and everything. And it kind of just like brought us more together. And especially now during COVID, since both of our parents live down South um, or all of our parents, since there's three of us, um, We've been seeing each other more, talking more and everything. So like our relationship has strengthened through like all the adversities that have happened like over the years, like between us as a like as a trio. Um, and then in terms of like my friends who I call my sisters, like obviously I grew up with them. Like there was a point where I would see them every day. Like um, our parents would also 
talk with each other, hang out, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, as we grew older, now we are the ones who are kind of like in different places in our lives. So we don't necessarily always talk all the time, but the love is still the same. We pick up like we never dropped off and all that kind of stuff. And um, I don't know. I think it's just because I've been friends with them for so long and we just kind of like understand each other. And it's not like we're out of the loop with like everything that's going on with each other's lives because that would be a little insane. But like, you know, it's it's just different. But with adulthood, you kind of just understand like, hey, sometimes you're just not going to be available like 100% of the time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I actually wanted to touch on um, briefly how certain, I mean, because we're all, um, I'm not going to age ourselves, but we are comfortably in our 20s. And we, some of, some of us have established friendships with those from when we were single digits. And some of those relationships were sisterhoods. And as someone who's experienced like a broken sisterhood, like that really like fucks with you. Like that really hurts. That, that, that loss definitely is something worth going through, especially because of the fact of how I had mentioned previously, I found them to be more of a sister to me than my actual sister at times. So um, so I think that's also something to discuss too, how, you know, sometimes sisterhoods are broken and, um, you know, you've seen the quotes, sometimes losing that sister hurts more than losing a man. Absolutely. Actually, it absolutely should. That should be no, that should be no question. But, um, yeah, um, I actually wanted to just briefly touch on that before we segue into something a little bit more lighthearted. I want to tap into us, like, this podcast, all three of us, our three personalities, our fine ass selves, our beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, business that we've grown literally from the ground up. Um, let's talk about how this became established, because if I remember correctly, I think the last time we touched on this might have been in the first episode of season one. So... I think we may need to give right. Yeah, I think we may need to give people a little bit of a refresher. <laughs> All right. I mean, uh, I don't know how I made it this far with y'all too. Honestly, um, y'all drive me crazy <laughs> like no other. But I mean, to get into like not the long story, I'll just make it very very brief because y'all should just go back and listen to episode of one if you want like the full meat and potatoes about how we met. But basically, me and Ugo, we went to school together. Um, we've been friends for a few years. And then as time went on, um, we started working, yada, yada, yada. I met Carly at work. And then I was like, oh, Carly's cool. Ugo's cool. Let's just all be friends. And then we kind of just all became friends. Like, I don't know. Like, it was It was very, like, I don't know if it was, like. I'm, no, I want to know what was it about you knowing. What was it? Because you've known Ugo longer than you know me. So what was it about you being, like, already knowing how she is and you meeting me and fucking with my energy? Like, what was it that was, like, you know what? Let me bring these two together and create this dynamic trio. Well, firstly, like, although both of you guys are 
very different in like personality styles when it comes to like the meat and potatoes of like how you are a friend like the care and everything you guys are like pretty similar like I could confide in both of you guys if I need to and I don't know like I just felt like I just felt like I, w- I was comfortable in doing so because you know how sometimes like you'd be like mm, I don't know if this person's gonna mesh with this person and all this kind of stuff so you kind of like are apprehensive Absolutely. to like bring certain people sometimes around people, yeah sometimes people are like weird about merging friend groups like not all friend groups need to be friends with one another yeah, and I absolutely agree with that. But, like, I don't know. I just felt like both of you at the time were, like, the people who I talked to the most. Um, and I was, like, with the most, you know? So I was like, hmm, I wonder if this will work. So one day I kind of just made it a point to put the two together and I mean, hey, we're you listen to all three of us now. So clearly a few years later, the shit kinda worked. I don't know, guys. I would ask Ugo what her first impression of me was, but I'm too sensitive, so I'm just gonna move on to the next question. What the hell is that? Because <laughs> I feel <laughs> what the hell I get pregnant. I feel like maybe maybe you thought I was like yo, this girl's like mad weird and like, why is she so happy and why is she laughing like that? <laughs> why is she got a laugh like that? Why is she so goddamn annoying? <laughs> so that's why I didn't want to ask you because I was like, that's what she going to say. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, I wonder where Kristen found her. Word, <laughs> right? Not found. I was like, I don't know. First of all, fuck y'all. <laughs> that was a very Portia comment. I take that back. It was. It was. Portia this season. <laughs> Is she good this season? I have been not even. No, that is good this season. The season is boring. It's dry. It lacks. They've been dragging the same trip for the past three episodes. So let's make a bet. I bet you $5 that within what? The next year, two? Within the next year or two, they're going to bring back. Did she just bet $5? Hell yeah. They're going to bring back either Nini or. Did you think I'm a child? I mean, I'm I'm trying to make it a fun bet. That's why. She just bet $5. Okay, put the hundred. So- put the hundred, <laughs> and then we can bet. All right, okay. I'll put a hundred on it. I'll put a hundred on it. I'll put a hundred on it. That's it. You're supposed to put five hundred. Put it together. A hundred and twenty. A hundred twenty on the fact that within a year or two they're gonna bring back either Nini or Phaedra. Is my mic working? Can y'all hear me? Yes. So what? What's what's not clicking? Put the five hundred. Yeah, you want twenty? Over, 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 over. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying that. Oh my god! No, but wait, this is like this is perfect because I want to get into some of our best moments because, um, as we so often dis- um, you know, share on the podcast how this entire business came about, literally from either a basement or the living room of us three drinking wine listening to music specifically request line um (laughs) i thought y'all i thought y'all were gonna say something about that because y'all know that's my song right 
Yeah, you listen to it about 14 times a day. You damn skippy. Oh, I, um, I want to touch on some of our best. Threw that in there. Hell specific yeah. request line. Girl, that was your specifics. You are the I one. Mean, Don't make it seem fair, like we were listening to it. To be fair, when I was fucking with Yay by Burner Boy, you were so annoyed with me because it had came out a year prior. Yeah, because you were late. That's why. And you were you were playing it like it just came out. Shout out to Burner Boy and his fine ass self. Like everybody was already yeah, yeah, yeah in the clubs. First of all, Burner Boy is all of five one. You better stop. Is he really that short? (laughs) No. Damn. Damn, I just told on myself. That was true. That was rude. Damn, that was rude. That was rude, y'all. Damn. I definitely did not mean But is he really that short? He's short. Let me look up Steph London's height. She's short too. I saw both of them. Tiny little people. Wow. I literally was looking down. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. I, okay, I'm going to be honest. The energy that Burna Boy exudes does not give me five it's a complex. energy. It has to be a complex. It has to be. You have never heard of Napoleon complex? Them the niggas act, they get mad. Chris, what, does that, Chris, what does that mean? I've heard that a couple times. What does that mean? Please educate You're us. You're mad short. So like you feel like you just have to have like this big ass and yeah yeah oh, because Napoleon was like that. Napoleon okay. was about two six so all these short niggas they gotta do all of this shit to make up for their lack of height. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I get that. Okay, so let's touch on some of our best moments because I can think of a few right now. I could think of a few. I could think of a really happy one, and then I could also think of really. Not sad per se, but just a moment that really brought us together. And um, one of those moments, um, I'll start off with a sad one, was when we were at Chris's apartment. And to this day, like I always really hold it close to me because it was such an intimate, transparent moment for all of us to really get with one another. And we were just talking about, you know, our relationships with our mothers and we were delving into, you know, what were to come, what I'm sorry, what was to come. A lot of people forget that, um, that quarter life crisis is a real thing. Um, you enter this stage of adulthood where you're becoming a lot more aware of just how elder your parents are becoming. And you're a lot more prevalent to whatever conditions they may be succumbing to so on and so forth, whatever, whatever, whatever. It was just a very intimate conversation. And I just remember it brought tears for some of us, if not all of us. And I just remember that was a moment where we all grew closer because we really took a moment to kind of just let a wall down and really be honest with one another with, um, with, the people that we love the most in our life. And that's not easy to do. It's definitely not. Um, so that's one of that that's a, that's one of the best moments that I would like to share. What about y'all? What other moments do y'all have? I think tagging off right off of that is following that conversation, the fact that you well, actually not even following. Mid conversation you fell asleep. I right asleep. am narcoleptic. Right asleep. I'm I am narcoleptic. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm no, narcoleptic. I no, swear not. No, you're not. I record this podcast for like an hour and a half and you don't fall asleep. I, I suffer from narcolepsy. You're going to walk so up in the narco- narcolepsy. You're going to walk up to a narcoleptic and say you have narcolepsy mm. and they're going to be and they're going to be like, I, 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 I understand. Like, <laughs> you should go to hell. <laughs> Wait, one way path, no stops. 
Don't be rude. The kerosene pants on. Can you please? Which <laughs> really fell right asleep in the middle of a heart to heart. I was narcoleptic. <laughs> I was I was I suffered from narcolepsy. It was it was really a hard thing to struggle with as a kid, but I overcame it. Just shut up. Anyways, one of my points <laughs> I remember that that one trip that I had with you guys, I felt very safe. In what the trip? idea that when I took that edible one time. Oh my wife and kids. What all you wanted to do was one time. <laughs> my wife that was so funny. Yeah. Oh. I was so genuinely confused because it was like she took she took the edible, right? She went to the bathroom for what maybe felt like, what, five minutes, something like that. Nothing too, too crazy. She walked out as if she was off the edible for like two (laughs) hours already. It was so strange. And then she just sat down. I, did you order tacos and then like you I didn't order like tacos? I was gonna say, I, didn't she order food? Like, she was hungry at it some was point. Forty dollars worth of tacos that you didn't I even like. And then all she wanted to do was watch my wife and kids. So I had to go on a scramble fest to find my wife and kids. And then I turned on my wife and kids and this bitch goes to sleep in about fifteen minutes through the episode. So me and Carly are just sitting I, there like. Uh, <laughs> when I tell y'all it happened exactly like that, yeah, that, I would that's exactly. First that of all, I just want to let you guys know I don't remember anything past that point where I had I got up when I was walking to the bathroom and I said, "This edible ain't shit. It's not doing nothing." By the time I got to the bathroom mirror, I said, "Oh, I'm in danger. Like I'm in danger. I'm not safe. Danger. She smashed the home ass. That's not how I was." What? Sorry, sorry. She's doing good, by the way. I checked her IG the other day. She she still got the face tat, but she's doing good. Why did you check? Anyways. I was curious. Next. But Next. anyway, Next. anyway, Next. I have. Wait, Chris, do you have another best moment? Because I had another one that I wanted to share too. I mean, I have a lot. But... Please share them. I love to hear. I love to be reminded because you know my memory sucks. Facts. <laughs> Big facts. Um, I mean, mine goes places somewhere sometimes, but I mean, I do have to say like when we first like hit the studio for like our first episode, like I remember like we recorded, everything was cool, yada, yada, yada. And then like we went into like the room that was opposite from the studio that had like the, uh, the studio booth where like people could sing and everything. And then me and, me and Uko decided that I forgot what yep, song we were we singing, sure but we thought we were Grammy award winning artists. I have that a picture night. of it. Y'all don't know this, but I have a picture of y'all both sitting like at the mic and I'm in the background. Yup. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. I really, I really did not understand. I didn't understand. Like we really did like a whole duet. I forgot what the song was, I mean, but it was a free recording session. So I it was. It it need, was. I needed y'all to go off. It was no, but that really like resonated with me because it was like, damn, like we actually like did it. Like because you could say like a bunch of shit that you want to do with your friends and everything. And none of them come to pass, but like we really, you know, planned out everything, booked the studio time, went in, recorded, all this kind of shit. And it was just so cool because it was like, damn, like I'm really doing something with my best friends, you know? I want to emphasize on that. And I'm going to keep this, I'm going to keep this blip so short, like microscopic. 
I love how, despite the challenges we face, because we were faced with some challenges in the beginning of planning this, and despite those challenges being brought to us, even though we were not looking for them in any which way whatsoever, we still managed to establish this and bring this to life. And like you said, that moment in that studio when we were having fun and we were going back and forth, listening into the mic, and we were listening back to our tracks, like that was a moment for me too, that we, I was like, yo, we really dead ass doing this, like for real, for real. <laughs> like that studio, like that whole, um, both uh, the studio where we record and then the photo studio and the recording session, whatever. So many memories have been made because I just remembered the, um, the day we took our logo picture and <laughs> Carly, you remember that was the day you oh, were yes. up. I was like, Oh my God, like these bitches were so angry. I was like, I just started getting wait, angry. Can we just be like, honest? Wait, wait, can we just be honest and say that we were very much so working women that day? We had mm-hmm. our whole work day, and then we came home, rest for what five minutes, then got ready, went to the studio, recorded a podcast a episode, and then we had to get ready and still be cute for a photo shoot. Just saying, we were very much so working women that day. That's the same shit your mama be saying to you after she beat your ass for no reason because you need to take out the chicken. Big facts. I will say, like, Carly, it's it's interesting that you made that point about, like, seeing how it actually came to be. Because not to, you know, throw shade, not to be petty, but we know where this was intended to go. Mm -hmm. And seeing (laughs) where it is now versus seeing where it could have gone if everything were how it was when it first was formed we might not have we actually not we might not have we would have not gotten to season four episode can i say something can i say something and i'm gonna say it in the nicest way possible and i'm the sweetest person out of y'all two so y'all know i'm gonna be really nice about this wow out of y'all two excuse me wow y'all know tell me if i'm lying tell me if i'm lying no shade. Y'all know for a fact that if we had embraced the challenge that was brought to us upon beginning this, we would not have achieved all that we've achieved now. How did I word that? Did I word that nicely? Yeah, you did. Okay. You did. Somebody might have ended up in jail, but like, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Ugo, just just know I didn't say that part. That was Chris. I tried to be nice. You know what? I'm That's all I want to say. All I'm going to say is I'm going to be quiet. I stand by it every day. <laughs> but to be fair, um, I know we touched on... I'm trying to think. Is, are there any other best moments? There might have been one more that I... But it's honestly slipping in my mind because I, I do want to get through the episode. Um, you know, There's just a few. To be, there's a few. There, there's so many. There's so many, bro. There's so many. Um, and um, I anticipate there to be many more, especially as we both, as, as I'm sorry, as we all continue to grow and, and move on past where we all met from. But some challenges that we faced, um, just to be honest with our listeners, because we're always going to be honest with our audience, with our audience. 
I would say, and I can admit wholeheartedly that some of the Fallon, some of the challenges that we faced that were primarily my fault were communication. And that was because I didn't know how strong at the time, how I didn't know how strong communication needed to be amongst friends. A lot of people tend to think that, um, let's just be straight up real. A lot of people tend to think that relationships don't get to be treated with the same urgency or the same intimacy or the same respect, whatever, 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 as, as romantic relationships, because you're not getting that from it. But that's not true. Like, as I became an adult, I realized that friendships deserve the same amount of respect, time, urgency as romantic relationships. And yeah, some of the challenges we face was um, communication. What other challenges do you guys think that we face, despite as best of a friendship as we have grown to have? What other challenges do you guys think that we face? I think communication was the main one for me. But once we got over like all of those issues, um, quite frankly, I haven't noticed anything else that really stuck out to me, partially because I'm usually high. So I probably will go to sleep. But yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, one of the main ones for me was um, getting niggas, namely Carly to understand that Cabernet is mostly not where it's at sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like- You put me onto Riesling. There was a disconnect there. and like that's not what you're drinking. Yeah, you're not drinking Riesling. You're actually drinking something red. Okay, how do you know I'm not drinking Coke? Because I saw the bottle. So, um- yeah, I tried to I tried to get that there because clearly there was just a disconnect in our friendship there. And there were times when I was like, you know what? Maybe this should have stayed at work. You know what I mean? Because, like, do I really want these oh, kind oh, of wine oh, people oh, in my circle? Oh. Are you whispering I'm to me? Just, because no, she just worded I'm, it. I'm wording it because I don't want it to be on the mic. Because if it's on the mic, I'm going to get in trouble. But you know what I'm I said. It was mad mouth sounds. It was a lot of mouth sounds, sis. Don't what say that. Don't. Outside of, outside of the Cabernet, because I'm dead serious about that. I mean, we just had to be able to be comfortable with knowing that like it's a judgment-free zone. Because I feel like sometimes like we had stuff going on and we might have felt like apprehensive to share it. And I mean, like, I mean, sometimes when you're in your own head and everything, you get in those moments where you're like, uh, like, I don't know. I, I kind of just want to keep this to myself because I'm not too proud of it. Or I just don't feel like being just today or yada, yada, yada. And that's completely understandable, like to some effect. But at the end of the day, like people are there to get you through those shameful moments that you might have. And it's like a bitch. You know what I've done, or I know what you be doing. Which is ninety nine point nine percent of the time I've done. You know, um, to, to piggyback off of what you said, a challenge that I personally face that I, you know, will be forthright and honest with mentioning is that, you know, when I lost, not lost, when my friendship with that childhood best friend ended, that person that I thought. I was going to be with 
be friends with till the long haul, wheels fall off, all that shit. Known them since kindergarten up until my early 20s. Like that's not many people can be in their early 20s and say, oh, I've, I've had a friend since fourth grade, kindergarten, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's a blessing to be able to say that. When that ended, it definitely made me question, um, is it possible to establish a bond that strong again? Is it possible to establish um, a connection like that or a friendship like that with anyone? Um, But time isn't real, (laughs) as we all know, or as I love to remind you guys. And um, I can be honest and say that me struggling with that experience could have interfered with how I handled this newfound bond because of the fact that I was just, I was just skeptical. So that was another, just, just to touch on another um, challenge that, that, uh, that we face in this friendship. I definitely want to be forthright in mentioning that, but to move on and segue into something else, let's discuss the representation of sisterhood in media because black cinema uh, or I, I know cinema means movies, right? Black media was definitely at its peak when we were in our prime. And well, we're still in our prime. Let me not say that. But a couple years ago, for sure, we had the best shows on the network. We had the Parkers. We had Half and Half. We had Sister, Sister. We had so many others. Um, what were your thoughts of sisterhood in, in, in Black media? How do you think they represented that? I think really well, actually, because like, as you said, you had the Parkers, you had Moesha, you had all of these shows, even earlier when on Twitter, when I was like, oh, cute Destiny's Child Girl, like all of that shit was always in our faces. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I kind of feel like, uh, I guess if you, if you search, it's there, but it's like, it's not as bold as it was. Um, You think it's not as prevalent anymore? I don't think so because now you have like in um like one sector of black media and a pretty large sector of black media is um reality television. And then you have like people like on um, Real Housewives of Atlanta when they're like at the end of the day we're this is a sisterhood. We're all the sisters and it's like that ain't what it means, champ. After you done did what you did, like, you know what I mean? So that's kind of the comparator there. That's what I was. Um, that's a great point to make because I completely neglected to think about. Um, I completely neglected to think about the different opportunities that reality TV giants have taken to optimize on black culture, whether that be Real Housewives, whether that be Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, whether that be Bad Girls Club, so on and so on and so forth. Um, you're absolutely right. And I even remember hearing like, I it most likely was in like a Real Housewives episode where like women would genuinely not want to, actually my bad, my bad. I think it was Basketball Wives. <laughs> I think it was Basketball Wives where I've heard women actually say like, yo, I don't want to throw hands with you because I don't want to showcase that that's how black women behave with one another. Like that's something that I they mean, actually put at the port. Go ahead. Yes. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is like with reality TV, you get so many viewpoints of what other people perceive as a sisterhood. So like what Ugo was saying, when you think of like basketball wives, there's like all these women who 
have a similarity and they all just happen to be on camera. They all happen to be within the same network of people, yada, yada, yada. And then it's like, I, I can honestly say this with like all of these reality shows, like Bachelor Wives, Real Housewives, Love and Hip Hop, all that kind of stuff. Out of all the people who claim that they're quote unquote friends, like you can actually pick out the people who actually fuck with each other. You know what I mean? Like, but it was like, we all watched um, Real Housewives of the Potomac here. Like, all of these girls were, like, in the same, like, sector of, quote-unquote, gr- like, friendship group. But you could pick out the ones who, off camera, they're actually friends. Chris, you know what I mean? I'm sorry. if Chris, if you say that, I'm sorry. But it's going to make me want to touch on colorism because you automatically make me think of Robin and Giselle and the Green-Eyed Bandits. I mean, first and foremost, fuck them. But like, yep. I I just feel like there's, to, to rewind a little bit, we kind of have to define what it is to have a sisterhood with people. You know what I mean? Because you could put seven black women on a screen and slap the word sisterhood on them, but then all of the actions that they do with each other are the antithesis of a sisterhood. Because when you have things like that, there's no commonalities, there's no respect, there's no love, there's no Mm -hmm. um, kinship. All of those things are missing. You just have seven black women in a room. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, where exactly is the, where's the sistering? Like, are these people that if I'm going through trauma, if I'm going through just a really hard time in my life, if I feel like I need to vent and I feel like I'm breaking down, if I just want to, like, express my highlights, if I just want to talk about, hey, how was your day? Are these the people who I go to every single time? Are these the people who I can confide in? Are these the people who are my shoulder to lean on? All that kind of shit. And reality TV and how they shape Black sisterhood is literally the opposite of that. So I do agree with Ugo because there are there is a there's a contrast. You know, pre um reality TV, you got that person who was able to be there through the traumas and work through all that kind of stuff, there for your highlights, there for your lowlights, all this kind of shit. And now you got uh Candace and whoever the fuck she friends with. I don't know who the fuck she's actually friends with. But like it's just, it's different, you know? And even in the fictional shows, like with, uh, you know, I'm very polarizing with Issa and Molly, but like, do I consider that a sisterhood? Because like, they do go through bad things with each other, which is real in some sisterhoods, but then- Thank you for like- touching on this, by the way, because I was literally looking to segue into this. So thank you for touching on this. No, nah, no problem. Because it's like, with Issa and Molly, it's like, they do go through things. Like, there are, like, not every sisterhood is going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. But it's like, where's the representation of when they're truly positive? At least for, like, the majority of their, um, of the duration of their show. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I just agree with Ugo because it's lacking a little bit in that department. I don't know. But they were happy. They showed happiness and all of that stuff with Issa and Molly, too. Like, self-care Sundays. Oh, yeah, that was nice. That was nice. Self-care Sundays remind me of wind-downs for us. Oh, my God, yo. We really do need to have another wind-down, though. Soon. Pandemic fucked us up. Please. Please, I would love that because there is so much that has to be shared. I mean, 
I mean, not really, because we still do talk, but it's just something about engaging in the same thing, but with one another in person so that you guys can actually feel my excitement. Yes. I think it's enough. I can virtually feel it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What were some of your favorite representations of sisterhood in Black media? Destiny's Child. Ooh, you want to know something? When I thought of this question, truth be told, I didn't even really think of music. I didn't think of, um, I said, I know I said black media, but my mind immediately went to television and, and um, movies. I didn't even think about music. So Destiny Shout is perfect, especially considering the changes that they Yeah, but, went the, you know, the, the Destiny Shout with three about? members. You talking about Michelle? The- oh, four, the four of them? Three. Oh, the three of them. Okay, okay. Just making sure. Krista, fix your face. Fix your face. There's a video. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. What's the video? No, nah, I was going to say I came across this video on Twitter. And of course, back then, you never noticed it. But there was this compilation video where Beyonce just was so clearly like, it was just so clearly evident and obvious that she was not fucking with this one member of the group. And with the, like, the subtle sly remarks and interviews and even the facial expressions, like this was back when they were a foursome. I found, I saw that video and I was like, yo, damn. Was that bro- what she told her about her luggage? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, that shit was Chris hilarious. is cracking up right. Chris is, Chris is dying right now, bro. Like, Come on, bro. Come on. I don't I don't mean to exclude you, Carly, because this is this happened in college. Cause this reminds me yes. of the, of the yes. friendship that me, yep. Hugo, and our friend Tess had. Because shout out to Tess. Shout out to Tess, like Latifa. <laughs> shout out to Tess. Latifa. She was at your, she was at one of your birthday birthday dinners and I like yes, yeah, her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like we will always just consider ourselves and members of Destiny's Child and everything and I Honestly, I was kind of, you know, I kept my place. She I was, was very I was, neutral. I was very, very neutral. It was those two. It went from who's who's Beyonce and who's like a Michelle to like who's Beyonce and who's like a Farah and who's like yeah, a it was Latoya. Farrah, Latoya and the, it started it was, off with Michelle though, and then it just got progressively disrespectful. It was uh, so good. Shout out to Tess. I really fuck with her for that because I think she's the only person that understood that. That was all love. Like you know? it was all love. It was it very, was very funny love. every time. So that was really, really great. Like, wow. And that just really brought me back because it would but be we still like who know who's who between the three of us though. Like between me yeah. and you know who literally who. like Can we literally. can we not do that? Because we know that somebody's gonna end up feeling offended and that somebody's gonna end that's up being point. Uh, it was you test. Know what? Like, you- <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> I was talking about the joke that we had the insider. Oh, oh my bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> um, but um, Chris, you shared some other um, uh, some other favorites of your representation of sisterhoods in media because I have one that I think might kind of shock others. But I want you to share yours first. I mean, like, seeing how it was when I first watched the show versus how it is now, 
Um, Tony and Joan, like... Um, they were toxic. Polarizing and toxic. Polarizing and toxic, right? What do you mean by polarizing? In case for um, those that because, don't know. Because when I first watched the show... I was like, oh, bitch, like, these are, these are them, like, they are such good friends, da 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 and now I'm older and I rewatch it, and I'm like, wow, this is toxic, this is not okay, but, like, when I think of the show Girlfriends, like, I don't want it to be, like, damn, like, these bitches really aren't friends, like, that's really sad, because I really did like this show, I don't, like, me personally, I thought I was a Joan, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I'm really not a Joan at all. Like, I really thought I was. I really thought I was. I appreciated Joan for um, pursuing what she was talented at. And I want to emphasize that because for those that don't know, she does end up quitting what she worked her whole entire life for i appreciate her for going after what she was relatively good at um i was even gonna say that i was happy for her getting the house but that house ended up being her grand let me not even you know what let me not even be that type of person i'm sorry I was about Joan to was say great. Say yeah you know you're right you're right you're right you're right i'm not trying to read joan my bad go ahead joan's great but tony what? fucked up tony fucked up in multiple aspects and I'll tell you why. And so did Joan. She did, but Tony was the most arrogant, stubborn, hard-headed, selfish person on that show. But at the same time, Joan fucked up too. Absolutely, and I'm not knocking that. I'm not knocking that. Um, I don't give a fuck about spoilers. Do y'all give a fuck about spoilers? Girlfriend's been on for years, so we can just talk, right? It's probably been on since I was six years old. Like Exactly. So when Tony had her wedding and Joan completely dropped the ball for fucking what? Ellis? Ellis of all people? Are you are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? When she dropped the ball. All right, you, so y'all understand what I'm trying to say. I don't need to say nothing more. That was just really disappointing because she honestly, was genuinely confused as to why Tony was upset. She blinking her eyes mad hard. I'm like, girl, you know why. You ain't have to say blinking her eyes mad hard. You didn't but I have did to though. say that. You didn't have to. I did though. But we, okay. <laughs> Carly, who are your definitions of sisterhood? Sistrin. Stop. Stop. Cause y'all know when I sent you that picture of us in the in the in the in the what was it? Whatever this is called. Whatever this is for called. Chris's birthday. The the portrait for Chris's birthday. And I was like, I feel like I got I got her eyes going on. And I was yeah, looking for y'all to be, I was looking for y'all to tell me, no, Carly, you look beautiful. Like, don't worry about it. And one of y'all was like, Hell yeah, your eye looking mad bigger than the other one. Why are you saying that? It was probably you who said it. So why are you feeling bad about it now? Me, I didn't say that. Are you sure? We gonna have to scroll back, but I'm pretty sure it was either it, it was Kristen. <laughs> nah, I feel like it was you. I feel like it was you. No, it wasn't. It was you. It was Chris. Okay. Um, but um, just as we touch on toxic relationships, something else that kind of became toxic, um, that 
actually growing up watching the show i did not know that this relationship was toxic uh it wasn't until now that i saw other people's opinions on it that kind of opened my eyes to different perspectives uh kim and moesha from moesha their relationship was toxic extremely yes extremely. their sisterhood they were best friends they were the best of friends but their relationship was toxic and the episode that comes to mind if you guys uh can recall this one it's a, it's a bit recent it's okay if you can't but when um they both try out for the cheerleading team and you know kim ends up being a bit better at being a cheerleader than than uh, moesha despite moesha in real life being brandy obviously in the show she pretends to sing horribly and she pretends to be offbeat kim is on point everything she makes the team and moesha ends up being jealous of kim and hakeem calls moesha out like yo were you friends with kim because she was always lesser than you Mm. are you friends with kim because you understand that she's just as great as you and that really opened up a conversation in regards to friendship because sometimes people really have that underlying jealousy that you may not be as aware of as you may think it could be masked by other things so on and so forth but i definitely want to touch on that i mean like we see those tweets all the time like oh if you know you hit up your girlfriend and you ask her what she's wearing and you take that as oh she's trying to look better than me like i just feel like if that's really your girl like, you know the kind of person that you're dealing with, right? Like, Wait, me- you mean, like, if a girl's wearing, like, uh, like, like something promiscuous and the guy's like, would you let your girl go out with this? Is that what you just said? No, 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 no. So, like, for example, I'm not the makeup type bitch, right? I, I don't really like to do it up or that kind of stuff. That's absolutely fine. And that's and absolutely fine. It. I've accepted it. And I know fine. that both of you are the makeup type girls. Like, you guys love to put it on, all this kind of shit. And that's beautiful. And that's beautiful. And I love that. It would be very, very hater of me to be like, they always look, they always trying to do the most for da-da-da-da, this, that, and the fourth. Why can't they just go natural like me? Like, I feel like da-da-da-da. Like, you just have to embrace the kind of people that your friends are if these are your actual friends. Like, there are, like, as much, as much as Ugo tries to get me to wear makeup and as many times as I've I will complied, never forget that time when we was in Florida. I don't want to know. I can't even put the camera on it. That was one of the key moments. Like, I should have brought that up because, Kristen, you had me in tears. You guys can't. had to do her makeup. I was weak. Let me see if I could show y'all real quick. It's so cute, actually. Look, I have a little Polaroid wall. Oh, shit. This is Chris. Um, This is Ugo taking a shot. This is Chris taking her birthday shot. This is all three of us right here. Um, on your surprise birthday, this is me the night before. Like I, I documented that entire experience. I documented that entire experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But like back to the whole makeup thing. Like I was genuine. I thought I had it. I thought I was on my way to. My thing is like I know you're not into the makeup, but it only enhances the features that you already beautifully have. And I respect that you don't. 
you're not into it's a, first of it's all not, makeup, it's expensive. makeup is fucking yes. expensive to get into but here's the thing it's not even that like i dislike makeup because if that were the case i wouldn't have had ugo convince me to buy over a hundred something dollars worth of it like i wouldn't have done that however Ooh. it's just not like it's just not my thing like i love people who do makeup. I watch makeup tutorials. I think there's, I think it's so fascinating. Me personally, I just, I'm just too lazy to do it, to be honest with you. And, and that's, that's really what it comes down that's, to. That's, that's totally fine. To. I, but the thing is like, I would be lying if I, if I said like, oh, well maybe if I tried it more, maybe I'd accept it more. But then that laziness kicks in and I'm like, uh, well not, but like, it would be, it would be, hater of me to be like oh well these bitches always just want to wear makeup they always trying to look better than me da, 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 this and the forth. like these are just the people who the, who you guys are i embrace that about you guys i know these are the kind of girls that you are and i love that about you and i know like if you guys look at me even though you guys might want me to like wear makeup sometimes da, 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 you're not gonna shit on me because i'm not like a makeup girl you know what i mean that's I can't believe girls is actually out here doing that. I mean, well, actually, I have been in a friendship where it kind of felt like that the 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 dynamic of it was like, oh, as long as you're under me, we can kind of be friends. And that friendship ended extremely terribly. Excuse me, what? They really made you feel that way? Yeah, and I child, I was young, it was fine. But that ended That's extremely so odd to me because I always have I, I don't know, my first impression is always like like I love being friend first of all, I have a weird taste in people. I can find something attractive a about weird taste you. in people. Like, okay, stop. But what I'm saying is like I love being friends with pretty girls. And if I find you pretty, I understand that the next person might not find you pretty. But I love being friends with pretty girls, pretty women, beautiful women. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm not a hater. I don't want to, what, you look better than me? Nah, bitch, let's look cute together. No, 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 no. With that friendship, it wasn't physically, child. Everybody knows how I feel about myself. But it was just more so of, like, like she was very, I, I guess, flashy with like the things and Kristen you know exactly who I'm talking about so Chris spell her name with your with your fingers so I know but Carly, what, love. what you doing what you doing over there what you doing over there nothing okay then so shut up if you want to air things out over there <laughs> like literally like excuse me but no um it was just more so in the sense of uh like material things that's the kind of thing where I mean, where I mean, I've pretty much been the same or a pretty consistent person all around. I don't really care for name brands. I never cared for them when I was younger and in college. Don't care for them now. I don't care how much money I'm touching. I'm just not too interested in it. But that person was. And that was kind of like one of the tools that they would use to kind of like, you know, I rub it in my face, whatever it is. But that dynamic was just extremely unhealthy and terrible and very, very aged. How so. old were you at that time, if you don't mind sharing? College. Oh, okay. A while. Well, not. I'm sorry. Oh, girl, you yeah, I know what you're talking about. Ago. Okay. You know, I know exactly who I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know. I know. I know. No, I know. I know. I know. But um, to end this episode on a very much so lighthearted note, my goal was to praise us praise one another and um 
even though I don't like y'all having other friends because I'm fucking selfish. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I want us to take this moment to praise other women. If, if, if you, if you have any other friends that have been accomplishing things that you want to just shout out, honestly, right now, I want to shout out Chris because I know this pandemic has not been easy on you. I'm not going to delve into anything intimately, but I know that you've experienced it. I, I know that you've experienced some. Chris, why you got the caviar face on? Because I'm confused. I don't know what she's going to say. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap up the episode. You know exactly how caviar James look. Caviar be like. Who is Who is Gabrielle Union's daughter? Damn, y'all really compare me to her? She always looks mad. No, I was like, mad. Me. That's me. Oh, okay. I was just saying. But now you're saying that I always look mad. So now, bitch, fuck you. Well, now I'm saying Kavya James always looks mad. And now I'm hoping this could get erased because I don't want Gabrielle or Dwayne to ever come find me to think that I think their kid always looks angry. Even Why though does she, she sound not- so passionate about this? Like, because it's kind not that of- deep. They're not, not looking for you, Kylie. They're it's not. Okay. okay, cool. It's cool because she kind of does. I'm like, why does she always look angry as a kid? Like, what is there to be angry about as a kid? I don't Either like way. to call it. I don't like to call it looking angry. I like to look at. Uh, I like to call it looking self aware. Exactly. <laughs> I was just about to say, look at look at the material. Like that's place is trash. The fuck, I would be angry too. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, but no. Um, as I was saying, I wanted to take this moment. To highlight some praises like come on man it's women's uh it's women's uh month i want to celebrate the women in my life that i love the women in my life that i appreciate and chris you are one of them you have overcome a lot this entire pandemic and i respect the fact that you have the losses that you faced i mean it's not easy to endure the things that you have to endure during this pandemic, and yet you have. You've also achieved some accomplishments. I've seen your work on Clubhouse. Hello, Clubhouse became established. Okay, let's talk about it because Clubhouse became established in the pandemic, and what did Chris do? Market off of that, and she came up with a game show. A game show with a fucking cash prize. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's great. Who, like, bro, stop playing with me. I mean, stop playing with her. <laughs> Sorry, stop playing with her. Like, for real, for real. Chris, I want to take this moment to tell you that I am in, I'm incredibly proud of you. And it's inspiring to see how much you've um, taken from a moment that could really make someone just want to put everything to a halt and just stop trying and just give up. But you didn't. You used that, you applied your creativity, and you did the fucking damn thing, and you did it very, very well, as I know you would. So, shout out to you, babe. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, shit is hard, but I try to find it within myself to continue going. So, hearing that from you is definitely extremely positive and extremely motivating, so thank you. But I'm going to take my time to talk about my my sister, my sister Ugo. Hi, girl. How are you? Um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about Ugo. Curly, what are you doing? Being I'm the mole. To you. I'm, po- I'm pointing to you because I, I can't wait to celebrate you. Like, you really... Nah, bro. Like, you want to be All humble. Right. Okay, so, be humble. Go ahead. Anyway. 
So I've known Ugo for quite some time. And just from a growth standpoint, very generally, I'm not going to go into the specifics. My girl has grown. You know what I mean? She's grown. And don't drag me. Don't drag me. No, I'm not going into specifics. Just understand I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive. So talk about what I I'm not going into specifics at all. I just know that my girl has grown. And it's been beautiful to see how much she's grown. Uh, But to go into specifics that both of us are comfortable with talking about because Lord knows um, with the pandemic and everything, you know, 2020 has been hard. It was hard. And I've seen shadows of doubt casting over her. And I've seen times where she has been unsure. And I've seen times when she felt like giving up and, you know, me knowing the kind of person that Ugo is, very type A, very, you know, assertive, very, I need to get this shit done, very scheduled, very organized. Like seeing somebody so unsure of the next step felt not only uncomfortable to her, but uncomfortable to me because it put her in a mindset where she didn't, it, it, I don't want to say it wasn't like that she wasn't herself, but she wasn't the best version of herself because she couldn't do what she wanted to do. Um, But, you know, I praise her because, you know, she found a new career. Not, let me paraphrase, same field, new job, Uh, where she can genuinely be happy. You know, I know she wasn't happy at her old job. Um, She's found love. She's found a good partner uh, who treats her well. Because, you know, niggas, at the very end of the day, trash. Um, but she's found a man who loves her and treats her as, as she needs to be treated. And she has more guidance of her future. Like, she actually has, like, plans of what she wants to do. And they... And the path to getting there is way more sound than it was prior. So seeing the transition between self-doubt and, you know, borderline depression, because, you know, the shit is very, very dehumanizing when you hear no so often. And when God and all of these other people are saying yes now to her, like, I want to praise that because I knew it would happen. It, it was just about timing. And the timing came, and even though niggas decided that they wanted to say no, and when I say niggas, that's very general, um, things came to pass. So I'm proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Um, Devontae, if you're listening to this, because I know you are, I know where you live. And I know I know. So don't fuck this up, because I'll come. I'll quote my mom. I will find you and I'm not coming alone. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I just want to say to Ugo, my sister, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. And I know that, you know, our friendship has grown because of all of these advances that you've made in your life. And I know moving forward, it'll only get stronger from there. So peace and blessings to you, girl. Bitch, I'm crying. Yeah, because I'm going I'm to I'm say no, this. Like, honestly, a motherfucking no, wedding. Like, bitch. I might just cry. Bitch. 
Ooh. I'm gonna say the motherfuckers yeah, no, that I was putting in the tears too, and y'all don't even know. No, but I had I'm a fucking dental procedure today, so I got half a numb face, and I was trying to not make my fucking lip drip to the side, so that was fucking Look, hard. <laughs> can I be straight up honest with y'all right now? Before anybody gets to me, if anybody does, like when I lost my childhood best friend who I thought was going to be in my life forever, and y'all know how I am. So, you know, when I know, when I feel like someone's going to be with me forever, I really hold on to that. And when that ended, I was heartbroken. I doubted if I would ever be able to establish that type of bond again. And I was able to, I was able to, in a way more profound way as an adulthood. Y'all have very intimately seen me go through things that I've, you know, so I'm just, I'm thankful, but I'm also, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. It's not sad, but it's just like, I'm just thankful, but it's just like, wow, I'm just so grateful that people like this, people like you guys exist, honestly. I definitely, um, I resonate with that because I did like one of my, one of my primary friendships, let me say that, because um, it was going through some changes. And, like, it was to a point where I was like, oh, that friendship is, is gone. And I did develop those, like, similar issues, I guess, trust issues that um, you were referencing earlier, Carly. So I definitely know what you mean by that. But I feel like even, like, you know, even my friends outside of you guys, like, Shout out to the real ones like Amanda, Kim, Sasha. Like I really fuck with them because they are, and you guys too. You guys make up that support system that has helped me turn into who I am. But even when I look at you two um, specifically, like Carly, I know you. Like we, you know what? Everybody, we all been through shit in twenty twenty. Like it was, it was a hard year. But like the differences that I've seen in the growth, um, in you between the, you and me, yeah. But not between all of us, like. Well, yes, I of ju- course. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, cause Carly, when I look at you, I'm like, okay, I see a woman who is who has found her strength, and she's using that strength to move through whatever is being thrown at her, and that I I I admire that because it's like I've seen. Well, Carly, when we met, like, I was like, okay, you're a completely different person than who you are now. Um, and I say that in the most honest way and the most genuine way, and I hope that it lands in that way. Um, the the strength that I've seen you acquire through the things that you've been through definitely have helped me because in, at, at one point we were going through some similar things. And you, along with the other people in my life who were going through that, I would often be like, because there'll be times where I'm like, I just don't want to do this no more. I, I'm like really about to give up. But then I'm like, no. Literally, my brothers, Carly, all of them are going through the same thing, and they're going, and they're they're making it. Like you gotta. I'm so make sorry. It. Can I just cut you off just for this one split second? There was a moment when I shared with you something, and you explained to me how you were going through the same exact thing. And when I tell you, like you were talking about how you were you wanted to stop looking, you wanted to just indulge in what was around you. You just gave up, like. I fucking felt that, bro. Like, I didn't, I, honestly, Ugo, I never thought of you to be a person to succumb to something like that. The way that I've met you, the person that I've, I know you're, I know you're making a face, but just let me finish. The person that I've met you as, you've always seen the type of person that just would 
would fight through that. So when you show that to me, I was just like, wow, that's huge. That's huge. Not just for you, but because of the fact that, yo, Carly, it's regular to feel that way too, because other people can fall and succumb to that as well. So um, just to touch on that, for real, like I really but even on the opposite that. end of the spectrum for me, because again, as you just said, we were going through the same things. And I think it's pretty amazing that we both like, you know, noticed that the opposite person was going through the same thing and we utilized the things that we saw in them as a strength or as a motivator to keep going. And I think that's dope because it's like I never knew that that's how you um would look at me. And in the same sense, I'm pretty sure because I don't really vocalize much, I'm just, you know, a shallow pond. But like in the same end, you wouldn't know that I looked at you for the motivation and the strength that I needed. So I think that that's um, a really good thing to notice um, in a person, especially someone that you um, consider to be a sister, because as I said, I, I don't have sisters. I didn't grow up with them. But I mean, I got them now and that's dope. And even with Kristen, as you um, mentioned earlier, Carly, like, and as I mentioned earlier, we've all been through some things, but seeing the way that Kristen just gracefully navigates through the shit is kind of just like, that's dope because damn, I want to be that smooth. Like I want to, I want to, I want to be like Kristen. Like, it's kind of like, it's on, what's the word? not unshakable. It's just unmovable where it's like things will get thrown. And my good sis is like, okay, we move. You know what I mean? So seeing those things individually and seeing how they have definitely helped our friendship grow, um, I guess collectively and obviously the business, all of that shit is dope. I'm not about to sit here and keep going because I don't want to start crying. Well, continue crying. Uh, this is not why we started the mic. We didn't just come on here to start. This crying. wasn't my <laughs> intention, but there was uh, there was definitely needed either personally or actually, I don't give a fuck. No, I want to proclaim on our platform that we've established together that I want to give y'all y'all roses that I appreciate y'all in every facet that I could fucking appreciate y'all. So yeah, no, cry, Chris, cry. Yes, I'm all for it. Cry. I don't care. Do it. Child, I'm not going to spend a whole day crying, child. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't cry. Like, I'm going to cry, but, like, I can't cry. You know what I mean? It's two different kind of cries. Yeah, I'm but, ugly crier, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, this can we, can we set up, can we set up, like, a personal wine date? Like, I thought she was about to say a date to just cry. I was going to say no. No. I mean, yeah, I was like, no. no. <laughs> I mean, I know. Out of all of us, I would be the one to do that. <laughs> I would be the one to do that, but I don't. I, but do you want to know what's funny? That. Because what's I, I really think Carly would be the type of person where she wouldn't even actually announce it in the group chat. Like you'll just get like a calendar invite. Oh, cry session at four o'clock, and it's like, oh my god, I feel too seen right now. We gotta end the episode. <laughs> nah, 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 bro, nah, bro. Edit, edit, edit. Bro, edit, edit, edit. bro, I feel way too fucking seen. I will. I feel way too seen. I feel way too seen because that's definitely something I would do. I know. You know. You know. Nah, but I mean, as always, thank you guys so much for watching. I know that this is a little sappy, sappy, whatever. But like, bitch, sometimes y'all need to cry too. Um, but as always, um, I don't think Carly. 
I'm gonna have you redeem yourself for whatever that fuck shit that you brought on this damn podcast the other day. Um, what wine do you have today? I'm afraid to answer that question because it's like, what did I say? I'm I'm afraid to answer that question because what did I I I said? um, Okay, let me put it like this. I'm pretty sure the last time we had this episode, I was drinking Red Stripe, right? No. No. You had Barefoot, was it? Was it Sutter Home? Oh, it was Sutter Home. Ew. I mean, uh. No, but you were so hype. You were so hype. So what are you drinking today? Um, I'm drinking currently Cabernet from Woodbridge because it's a fucking pandemic and this was the best quality I could get right now. And that's cool. Guys, I actually just got introduced to the world of, um, what's the shit called? White Claw. I almost said Red Claw. You like White Um, Claws? You like White Claw? It is water. It is. That's all I know it to be. It's just salsa water. It's claimed to be spiked. I don't. Let me ask you, how many have you had so far? Don't don't lie. Oh, how we, many? We was drinking a lot. Like okay, so from when we started this episode to now, how many have you had? One. Why would I? That's a fucking lie. That that shit tastes like Jesus. juice. It's just one. That's all I had. It's like juice. It's not doing nothing. I think it's a nice, you know, mixer, which is what I was doing. I took some, you know, cognac and mixed it. Ooh, that's a good idea. I've never used it as a mixer. I've only ever drank it just by itself. And I'm like, okay, this is just fucking soda. But thanks just, for the it's offering. It's literally just water. Like It is, honestly. People are swearing. I'm like, no, it literally just says water right there. You know why? Because it's... Wait, hold on. Did you just, you whispered and then you covered the camera? What was, what exactly? Because I feel like you were doing two things at once and it kind of merged into one big. White claws are most popularly known as the white people's drink. Why are you covering your mouth? You mean the white people's drink? I didn't want to covering your mouth. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be the one to say. I don't know. I felt. I feel like it felt wrong to say that. So I didn't. Want Black to History it. Month every month, baby. We don't feel you fucking bad right. Period. Like people. You fucking right. Anyways, <laughs> I gotta go anyway. check on my lasagna. Okay. Yes, and you have crab legs to make. So let's wrap this episode oh, up. She's not making the crab legs. Who? Anyway, don't look at that. Ugo has some crab legs to make. Uh-uh. Um, it is a cheese That nigga is getting frozen lasagna. I was about to say, Ugo is not Lil Uzi, and her man is and not Jatavia. Like, like, Jatavia, right? Yeah, Jatavia can sit down. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at wearethatpod underscore. If you want to email us and tell us anything, you can email us at wearethatpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to leave us like comments and ratings and all that kind of stuff on Apple Podcasts if you listen to us there. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, it is Women's History Month, so ask that nigga for money every day instead of just once in a while. And that is the that on that. Period.